pero fuerte. Uh, this is the smooth sounds of my voice. Mr. Give Your Girl Back. Complete hype, no silence, you already know. Whatever you guys do, don't expect any like loud Veronica outburst. Baby R, R baby. In living Spanglish. Alright. ILS, episode 11, season 4. This is actually, no, I'll, I'll say that to the very end. But we're back. Uh, skip the week. Our baby. Baby R. Ricardo Mexicano. Vero Fuerte. Veronica Perez. You, you like I said it backwards this time around? Yeah, Came with I, the alias first. I just, uh, you know what? But I feel like I should have more monikers. That's the one thing that I took away from your thing. I'm like, how come people don't call me Baby V? You know, in high school, they used to call me Veronica Hermonica. And I know. That was cute. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yes, yes. And my handle before Vero Fuerte I know what it was, was practically Pataki. Mm. Yo, what? Shout out. What about before that? Well, no, no. I guess karma was like your your email. No, no, email. no, no. It was uh, old. Let's talk old handles, okay? So before Metal Fuerte, I had practically Pataki, because you know, like shout out to the girl of PS One Eighteen, mm-hmm. Pink Boat Girly. You know, my ride or die. She, she's not. Yes, yeah, she is. Oh my gosh, my sister from another mean Mister. Oh my gosh. And um, before that, it was uh, Veronica Harmonica. And before that, I think it was, I don't know, some Karma's Hurricane. Yeah, yeah I remember y'all, that, yeah. Y'all guys remember the, like, emo-ass uh, Twitter handles and emails that you guys used to have. You were never emo. What are you talking about? You were never emo. No, yeah. Well, I mean, I was part of the scene. You were scene kid. I was a scene kid. What's yeah. the difference between the scene kids and the emo kids? Is there something? Scene kid was just, like, hype and trends. So like so then the emo kids were what not hype and trends yeah it was like everything but the hype and trends yeah I don't I don't understand that what do you mean like it was was like the the music at the end of the day and like really feeling something (laughs) I guess was that the what are you talking about that was the emo kids well yeah because it was kind of like a battle it was like the emo kids versus the scene kids kind of thing. That was not how it was in my high school. In my high school, it was like all in one. Really? What were some of your old Twitter handles? Twitter. I, you gotta realize I didn't start using Twitter until like later or on. Or email. Uh, Scarface Street Gangster. Um, that's the classic <laughs> one. Um, what did I have on Bebo? Y'all remember Bebo? No, what the hell is Bebo? You don't know who Bebo is? <laughs> no, I oh, don't man. know what the hell is Bebo. Oh, I think I, I forgot what I had on Bebo. I really cannot remember. Bebo was like old social media. It was like pre Facebook, pre MySpace. It was like crazy. Um, my first social was MySpace. Uh, mine was Bebo and then MySpace because Bebo was like hot. I don't know how it got hot in Tyler. I was, I was talking to uh, I'm talking to a guy right now that actually his first social media was Live Journal. Did you ever do that? No, no, not Live Journal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people like a lot of people's first social media is like Club Penguin and stuff like that. I don't know what the fuck that is. Club anyway, Penguin, hi, Toon hello, World. what's up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. What's, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> it, it's good to be here. We got another great episode in store for y'all. Um, so when it comes to like the gimmicks, to the food, to everything we've been doing, it's been a kind of like greasy. It's, it's been kind of fatty. It's been not the most healthiest option that we have. Uh, hey, in, you don't hear me complaining. That we've uh, indulged in. 
So for this episode, did you give me like three different pots of chili? No, oh, I didn't. Man. You know, I thought you know we simplify it and just go, get, and you know, just go and uh, get some good old fashioned H two O. Are you serious, Jayla? But the twist is, Vettel, they're all sparkling H two O. Okay. Ooh, no, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna hate. I love me some sparkling water. They're all sparkling you know, water. People, what do people call it? There's um. Yeah, you know, some people are my worst. Uh, when they say, ever see me drink sparkling water, they're like, I'm sorry, I don't drink static. I'm like, excuse you? Oh, yeah. Excuse you? Yeah. I'm like, so what's... So sorry, what's... I don't uh, drink invisible soda. I'm like, fuck you <laughs> and your uppity ass shit. <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So, it's sparkling water. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very diverse and, and of course topic. You, and of course, you can't tell what it is, but it's three different types of sparkling water, and you have to guess... You're going to have to try to guess what different it is. flavors, you mean? Out of these three different flavors. Well, not even flavors. They're all basic mineral water. Not even flavors. So, if you look up here. Oh, so I have to guess the brand? Yeah. Bro, so you have to guess between literally the blandest thing. You have to guess between Tehuacan. Uh-huh. Between Topo Chico. Topo Chico. And. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And between. Uh, liquid, liquid death. death. Yeah. Liquid death is a sparkling water. I thought liquid death was just regular. They have a water. regular water and they have a sparkling water version. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we have circle, square, and triangle. Uh, yeah, I just put it on there so I wouldn't forget like which one is which. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So start at the very far left and make your way down. Very far left. Yeah. Okay. So this and of course, one and is a, mystery circle. And of course, we got the the question lined up as well. Okay. Or topic. So this is all going off the premise that different sparkling water tastes different, just like different I, I water I guess so. Different. Yeah, pretty much. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give you a couple points for creativity there, Mango. <laughs> and then we'll, I'll save it to the end. Just, just because if I do it down the line, it'll okay, be pretty easy to Okay, this is definitely not. Okay, so this for sure, for sure, mm-hmm. is not Topo Chico. It's not like... Topo Chico is like more of a punch in your face. It does punch. It's a lot of spike to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the uh, the blue one. The what's it called? Uh, Tehuacan. The Tehuacan. Tehuacan. This, the circle is the Tehuacan. Am I right? No, I will, we'll save it to the end. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, just because okay. if I say it, you're gonna figure out which is which by the end. So. Okay, let me see. Is the No Savo Kid the next evolution of Latinos Latinx? Interesting. So, okay. so let me give you a little bit of context. So, yes. I was thinking. Like, when it comes to Hispanic... Because I have seen this a little bit on the internet lately. So, like, when it comes to Hispanics, right? Latinos, Latinx. I, I feel like we're getting to that point, just like Italians, just like Irish people, just like white people came from Europe years, like, hundreds of years ago, where a lot of the first generation has kind of died out. Mm. Uh, or is dying out. Mm. And you are left with second, third, fourth generation, right? And I feel like, oh, crap, like, I feel like... Like Latino people are getting to that point now where the first generation kids are either getting older or even the ones that are old, old, old are dying off. And you're gonna and you're left my with gosh, the gosh, this is really depressing. No, it's not. I hope you know that all my grandparents are still alive. No, Thank no, you very much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, you know what I mean, right? It's getting to that trajectory where it's like, is the next evolution of the Chicano Chicana like the no sabo kid and you know and i say that with like you know of course that's like the meme to, to be a no sabo kid like a derogatory term yeah yeah like the no sabo is like like the, the the hispanic kid who can't speak spanish properly mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. because it's it, really in touch in their culture because it's very like because it's very americanized yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 but i say like is that the next evolution like once you get to that second third 
for not to say that people who are in those generations don't are are not tied to their roots, but you see it not as prominent, you know. So what are you saying that the No Sabo kid is like replacing the fifth generation? Like I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, replacing like the the first second generations, first second third generation. I don't know if they're replacing it. I wouldn't necessarily call I mean, that. Maybe I just... replacing is a hard, is a is a uh, a harsh uh, word, but um, I guess so. Like culturally, like the, their place in the uh, in the U.S. I don't know. For me. It seems like the No Sabo kid has always kind of existed, and we just now have a name for it. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day. Yeah, like, of course, It's yeah. always been here. I mean, by all intents and purposes, if you want to lay it out like that as a, like, No Sabo kid, like, oh, like, I don't know fluent uh, Spanish. Uh, I'm not as, like, I don't, I can't name you, you know, three bachata artists off the top of my head like i don't know how to fully dance like if that's the criteria then ladies and gents you're looking at the host of in living spanglish a no sabo kid um but here's the thing is that like i actually saw this interesting um like instagram reel on uh on instagram obviously the other day or no earlier today and it was basically uh talking about the no sabo kids and basically she was saying that uh it's it's it feels like kind of like a setup to be put in this country by your parents who had to work so hard to you know, like, build a life for us and, like, assimilate us and, and, like, work so hard to assimilate assimilate us in the country in some way. And then when we do exactly what we were supposed to do, which was be Americanized and which was to, like, you know, like, try to bring the best of both worlds. And obviously because of that, like, one part when you naturally step into being Americanized is going to be diluted, um, at least at first. Then we're told that we're not... You know, and we, we've already, like, talked about this. We're not Mexican enough. We're right. not, like, El Salvadorian enough. We're, Salvador. we're basically, yeah. We're not, uh, we're a no sabo kid, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, like, it's a very much a you can't win for losing thing. And honestly, I think at this point, this conversation is pretty, for lack of a better word, boring. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we already know that, like, for me, at the end of the day, like, the no savo the no savo thing even though it was intended to be a derogatory term like it's all about the power that you give it right, right. and i refuse to I, I feel like i can now at this juncture in my life in this in this journey of reconnecting with my culture i can be loud and proud about it and you know like embrace the fact that i am a no savo kid but and on the journey of like you know, reconnecting back to my roots and, you know, still being all that who I am. I don't, that didn't answer your fucking question. I'm sorry that I don't want to tirade there, but yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't call it the next evolution or anything like that. I would say it's a lot better than being called a uh, a white girl back in like middle school or high oh school. Oh my god, or an Oreo? Yeah, people or were. a Twinkie? Come yeah. on, bro. Yeah. Um, At least this is kind of like cute. Clever, a little clever, yeah. This is kind of cute. Yeah, it's a cute name. Um... I'm yeah. no kid. I always say that like it's, a, it's it's always a lot of like over comp- compensation, and I say that because I feel like on some level, uh, Latinos, uh, wherever you may come from, whether it be the Caribbean, Mexico, South America, Central America, um, you're overcompensated because I feel like deep down inside, a lot of us, and, I, and I'll put myself in the conversation, know that there is a part of 
you that can never be that from that country. Yeah. And you and you start overcompensating, whether it be wardrobe, whether it be the music you listen to, the hairstyle, just your basic appearance, where you talk. It's true. Like even yeah. when you go back to your country to visit your primos or your abuelas yeah. or whoever, at the end of the day. Like, they're going to look at you and they're going to think, oh, yeah. they're Mexican-American. Yeah. You know, it's you're another... not Mexican. You're Mexican-American. There's a difference. Not like, even no matter me- how in touch you think you are, you know, they're going to look at you not even, Not even Mexican. They won't even put that in front of you. It's straight up just American. Mm-hmm. It's straight up just Texan. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. And it's crazy because and then if you look at your, then you take yourself walking down the streets in the good U.S. of A, you know, um, you're always going to be seen, first and foremost, by store clerks, by police officers, by whoever, by whatever authority, as Mexican, as a brown folk. Like, that's, that's going to be your first identity. Like, it's it's so crazy. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a uh, dichotomy, you know? For sure. Big word. Anyway, did I get the circle thing right? I told you I'm going to say it at the end. Oh, man. Yeah, man. The end, end. Yeah, oh, because if man. I... It, do you understand what I'm saying? If I say it now, oh, you're going to guess okay, it pretty easily. Okay, all right. Got yeah, you. Yeah. It's a whole thing of evolution. Okay, yeah. well, I think I'm right. Uh, can I change my opinion if, like, I like change my mind halfway through? I mean, you can like do like a retake at the very end. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope that you don't put too much ice in it because then, scientifically, it's going to like um, change did, up the taste. I did put ice, but I mean, it's already water. Oh, it's you, already water. you know why? This is because you got that issue of not drinking anything warm. Like, how are you no. ever supposed to preserve the flavor if you drown everything in ice? The stuff that's warm that's not nah. supposed to be warm sucks. If nah. it's supposed to be warm, then cool. But nah. if it's not supposed to be warm, it sucks. He gets so grossed out yeah, whenever, like, I drink anything room temperature. Like, yeah. oh, like, lo- like, God forbid I drink a bottle exactly. of water without putting it in the fridge for it three been, hours It should have been the 10th commandment. Call it the 11th commandment. Don't drink, carb- don't drink carbonated stuff uh, warm. All right. Yeah. Are you going to do the second one? Go ahead. Okay. Boom. Yeah, you're an animal for drinking stuff warm. Your mom's an animal. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> this one is definitely Topo Chico. This one's 110% Topo Chico. Mm. I can feel it in my spirit. Mm. Okay, alright. So, the urge for Mexican moms to shop at Ross. You know what? Yeah. For my mom is TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx, yeah, She's a little bit fancier. Yeah, she she got a little bougie. She a little, got a little, little more coin in her in her pocket, jingling around in there. So she's like, okay. you know what? Let me walk over across the uh, across the parking lot to TJ Maxx. I mean, ultimately, this is like a joke, but I, we I think I know this. I know the serious answer, but I want to hear your take of like why Mexican moms love Ross. I don't know. I mean, I know the I know I I'm pretty sure I'm. I mean, I've answer. never even heard of the Ross thing. I just know that my mom's always liked uh, TJ Maxx. You've never walked to a Ross and see 40-year-old Mexican women like Mm-mm. like just devouring those racks? Mm-mm. Maybe really? it was because you went shopping with your mom a lot, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, I kind of had no choice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, ultimately, if I want to get serious, it has to do with uh, with poverty. and and. Oh, my God. It does. That's dude with poverty and I mean, come on, Where bro. Where was the comedy in this episode? Oh what do you gosh. mean? Okay. Look, look, there's right, comedy. There, there comedy. was plenty of comedy in that first yeah. in that first part. Go, go ahead and keep talking about poverty. Look, like, look, like Ross are placed in in specific locations and and get the clothes they they have because they know low income people will flock to it. I mean, it's kind of the point of discount stores. I get it, but but you why know. are you going to assume that Mexican moms are low income people? A lot of Mexican moms are low income people. Okay. Because that's just, that's just the uh, the way the system's set up. Uh huh. You know it sucks. I mean, 
Yeah, well, Issa Rae would beg to disagree with you. Look, I'm not saying that that women who are are well off or even just like middle class, even though I don't really believe the middle class exists, um, can't shop at a Ross. Of course, you can shop wherever you want and, you know, be frugal with your money, right? Like if you don't want to spend a lot and you'd rather get... um, like discounted items, that's cool all day. I mean, I get I get stuff from Ross, from Burlington, stuff like that, from Marshalls. I have no problem with it, but you do see an overabundance of um, Hispanic women, of uh, Black women who you know probably more than likely are low income. Not, not, you all, know not all of them. Who used to shop at a particular store a lot in my family. I had an aunt. I swear, I had a tia mm-hmm. and was obsessed with bells. You remember bells yeah, I remember when bells. it was bells? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! She every single time she would come over our house, she would have like a new thing from bells. And of course, bells was kind of expensive. Well, no, but she would get everything on discount. Mm, she you bought know, for the she sales. She would use all the coupons and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, even even you, you you kind of like that uh that dealer's clearance place. Yeah? yeah, no. I mean, because you showed it, be- you showed it to me because your mom was really into it. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a good tell? Anyway. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the bigger picture of it is, of course, poverty. Poverty. Yes. Poverty, you guys. Yes. Poverty. We're talking about poverty. We're talking about low income people. Oh my god. We're talking about just being able to eat one egg for dinner. You know, that's what we're talking about. Mm. Good old poverty in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. Um. Happy Halloween, everyone. Not not Halloween anymore. No, it's, it's, it's November third. What, what are you doing? Halloween episode like two weeks ago. What are you doing? Anyway, we we're going back to the past. Mm-hmm. All right, can I do the third one now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Can I go back and taste the square one? Uh, we'll save it till after the question. This is. Difficult. <laughs> That's kind of the point. This is a very healthy show, by the way. Here I'm I am you. thinking that I was going to like be drowning in like cookies and cakes, and you gave me a like a sparkling water Oh, well, You've been drowning in cakes just off the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next time, don't buy like a giant pumpkin pie cheesecake from Costco. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to stop me from buying stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. So... Jeez, Louise. I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say this one's the Topo Chico one, and then the square one, the one in the center was Liquid Death, because I think I'm going to be wrong. I don't know. This one's Topo Chico, this one's Liquid Death, and this one's the Tapa something. Okay, alright. So this question is, is the ending imperative? What the fuck does that mean? Is the ending imperative when it comes to just any, any medium, you know, movies, television, uh, the ending of an album, does the ending uh, define if the series, if the movie was good or not? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, it could be, like, the greatest se- series leading up to I that finale. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is that, like, there are so many shows that I've heard that have that reputation. Mm-hmm. Like, um, shows that I've never even watched, but obviously have been, like, superbly popular in the zeitgeist. Like, when you think mm-hmm. about shows like um, 
Again, I'm going to name off shows that I've never watched more than one episode of, but people were obsessed with. But then the last thing that I remember about the shows that anybody ever talked about was how sucky and how disappointing the finale was. And these are shows like Breaking Bad. Breaking these Bad are shows like, hold on, I'm just <laughs> listing. It's not like I can argue against you again. I've never seen these. <laughs> so, okay. It's like shows like Breaking Bad. It's like Game of Thrones. It's like, um. Soprano is a big one. Soprano, did mm-hmm. Sopranos have a bad ending? Well, people didn't like it. I want to say it's bad. It's um, did Lost have a bad ending? I didn't watch the Lost. I know Lost. I didn't, I didn't. I never really got into Lost like that. So I don't know. Well, see, basically, those are the ones that I. I know. mean, yeah, it does have a bad ending. It does have a reputation for having a bad me, ending. To me, to me, to answer your question, to me, it can leave a sour note. To the TV show that makes you love it overall less than I originally did. And I'm trying to think of the last TV show that gave me that feeling. But I'm really, yeah, I'm actually, you already know this. I'm really bad about finishing I know, TV I know, shows. I know, I, know, I know which one it was. Which one? Uh, the one with um, the red hair. The one about the uh, the husband cheating on her. Incredible No, the, about, the one about the husband cheating on her and the, the husband, spoiler alert. The husband who end up killing that girl. And oh, then, and then are you that. talking about um um the one that was on HBO Max? Yeah, I think what is the name of that? Uh, because if we don't find out, this will make for a bad radio oh, here podcast. It's it a Nicole Kidman is her name. Yeah, look up Nicole Kidman HBO okay, show. Let me see. Yeah, and you'll find it. That's the last. That's the Nicole one I. Nicole oh, Kidman HBO show. That's the one I always remember you. Not liking like at all. The undoing. The undoing. Yep. Yes. You didn't okay. like that ending at all. That's like the last one I remember. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, this was a mini series, granted, and yeah. I feel like we we should give mini series more like slack, you know? Uh, oh yeah, because Hugh Grant was like the the sexy doctor guy or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I know that sucked because I wanted it to have a bigger twist than it did, and it just gave me the same shit, and that's what disappointed. I hate it when I can predict the ending to a movie, mostly because I make a whole big thing out of not... Some people yeah. like to predict the ending. Some people like to look ahead and be like, oh, that guy's a killer. I'm like, no, I don't like to figure it out. You don't. I want the story to unfold to me. Um... And no, I mean, the answer was so obvious that I predicted it straight from the jump, and that made me really mad. Uh, so no, that sucked. Um, so even if the show is like 9 out of 10 episode, let's keep it simple, episode 1 through 9, bangers. You know, bangers on bangers on bangers. And that 10 episode hit, and it is just a sloppy mess. Is that show still good? It leaves, a too, it leaves too bad of a taste in your mouth, you know? Just like, because the the last episode is where you say goodbye to, you know, these characters that you've grown a serious attachment to, you know? And you want, like, their futures to progress in a certain way. Example, probably a bad example, is, like, I thought that, um, I mean, if we're talking about book series, can we talk about book series? Yeah, yeah of course. Okay, yeah. well, Harry Potter, I thought Harry Potter ended very well, but the epilogue was stupid. The epilogue was fan service. I did not need to know who married who. Like, it was just so unnecessary to me to know, like, who got coupled up and that he ended up with Ginny and that, like, Ron and Hermione had a kid. Like, at at that point, I felt like I was reading a freaking fanfic. And I don't need all that. Meanwhile, um, 
The Hunger Games trilogy, the third book Mockingjay, gave me one of the best finales that I've ever read before in my life when it comes to book series. So, I mean, you can take that for the grain of salt. I do feel like as well written as a TV show or a book can be, like, if you don't, like, cinch it in correctly, you can love it. But it does kind of stain your thought on the show overall. Like, I like, I mean, here's a hot take. Like, I thought Insecure, like, as much as I freaking loved the whole show from beginning to end, I didn't think the finale was, like, lived up to my expectations. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I don't think the finale was bad. Like, I'm talking more about, like... it's so hard to satisfy everyone. Yeah, for me, I was kind of more leaning towards finale that are, like, not definitively, but, like, more... Most people could agree it was bad, right? When secure, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a mixed bag. I don't think the ending was bad at yeah, all. Yeah, it was mixed bag. Yeah, finale, I, I don't think it was. Sure. Yeah, insecure to me wasn't a bad ending. It was just a little underwhelming. That's about it. What other finales can you think about that like you either didn't like or you had like so so feelings about? Mm, let me see. Recently. Or just at all? Anything that comes to mind? Um, I remember the finale of Kim Possible. Kim Possible, so the drama when Ron, fi- Ron Salvable and Kim Possible finally kiss at the prom, bro. And what's his name? Was it Aaron Carter? It was Aaron Carter. It was no. Jesse McCartney. Yeah. That Jesse McCartney plays over their prom song. Like, oh, but you talk about a finale. That is like, the perfect way to end the show. Because that was the end of the show, right? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, that was. Chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Oh, I can't. El beso del. How do you say chef in Spanish? I really don't know. El cocinador. Yeah, I can't yeah, really think of it. El beso del cocinador. I think it's just chef. I always hear people just say chef. I don't to know. be honest, I'm gonna look it up. I'm, I'm sure there's a... because like the no sabo kid, I am. I can't remember. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's a like I said, it's kind of a cocinero. So it's just cocinero. Okay. Yeah. To me, yeah, it is kind of like a mixed bag for me because there is times where I'm like. That ending was kind of bad, but because the show was so good, it kind of made up for it. Just like with albums. Like, there's certain albums where I'm like, this album is, like, amazing from, like, one through nine. But those last two songs... What's your like, ratio for a for a song to be, like... like A song or an album? Sorry, sorry. Uh, what's your ratio for an album to be... Uh, to to be like worth it for you for you to say this was a good album. Mm, depending on how many tracks. For me, it's at least six. Six if songs has to be good. Yeah, out of six, how many songs? That's the thing. That's what makes it. That's yeah, the that's the difference that's maker. Hard because now everything varies. You remember when all the albums had at least like twelve to fourteen tracks, like no more yeah. than that. I'm a short. I'm a short album aficionado. Oh like I love. When albums are short, like to I me, mean, I do too. I do too. But like, okay, fine. Two thirds. You give me two thirds of the album, and it it just it it's 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 yeah. everything. It's magic. Then I will consider it a good yeah, album. I agree. Like we keep it on average. Let's say it's a fourteen track album. If only four songs are bad, I'll still call it good. Mm. So it's fourteen, but only ten. 10 out of the 14 you like, I'll still call it a good album. Would you consider the Freddie Gibbs album a good album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think there's only like three. What, what was your ratio for that one? I can't remember how many tracks are on. I think it's like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And I think there's maybe three that I don't like. Three or four. So yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So are we going to decide so you, once so and for all? So you can go ahead and try them again if you want. Mm-hmm. 
Just to get a, you know, your last sip. Okay. Of what you think it may be. Mm, Got the soothing okay. background music. I feel like I'm starting to change my mind a little bit. And then I want you to actually, and I, I'll pass them to you. I want you to place where along right here. Okay, which all right, one? pass them to me. Okay, so where do you think that Tehuacan? Okay, so you, Veronica, got two. This is gonna. This is going to like activate like the type A person in me, like the goody two shoes <laughs> kids that always used to act up in school. Okay. You got two out of the three correct. Ah, okay. Which mm-hmm. one? Which one? You got double chico correct. Hey, I know my drink, yo. And you got the um. Only two, oh no! You know what? This is gonna make you more happy. You got them all correct. Hey, are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Hey, look, look! Nobody knows sparkling water like I know sparkling water, baby. Yeah. I know my static. You haven't really tried the liquid death a lot, but you've you've drank the tequanquan yeah, quite, quite a bit. Yeah, I remember liking it. And you know what made me change it at the very last minute? Mm-hmm. Because I was sipping that hoe, and I was like, you know what? Like this almost has a little too much flavor, like in a good way. Like yeah, yeah. I, I fuck with it. Like it's delicious. But I don't remember Topo Chico like having that sort of like umph to it, that finesse, you know, that 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 bubbly something. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I switched that over. But so I got them all right. Yeah, they're Hell, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to second guess yourself for a moment. Mm. Well, no, that's not what I had originally remember. I know, I know. Yeah, you thought yeah, yeah, Tehuacan yeah, yeah. was, 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 was the very first one that you tried. Switched it around town. Yep. Okay, oh, cool. so we got all that. We got the topic out the way. We got mm-hmm. the, the guessing of the sparkling water out the way. So lastly, we want to leave you with, of course, good looking out. Battle, please hit him with it. Can you pass me the double chica too, by the way? So I can just, <laughs> to drink no, 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 the, the, the this, cup. This one? To yeah. drink it? Yeah. Okay. All right, you guys. Um, so I guess for this week, what I have for you in regards to good looking out is actually I'm going to switch it up for you a little bit. And I'm going to have a uh, good looking don't. Well, actually, no. I mean, it's still a good looking out if you tell someone what not to watch, right? Because you're telling them, hey, like, skip on this. Like, I'm looking out for you. So, yeah. Anyway. Good so looking gonna... not. Yes, good looking not. Yeah. Okay. So... As some of you, probably none of you, know, um, I got uh, the really cool opportunity to go to the Austin Film Festival this year. So me uh, me and my friend got to go and peep some really cool indie movies, some of the ones that haven't even been released yet, yada, 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 right? And um, so some of the ones that I got to watch are uh, The Whale. This is the one with uh, Brandon Fraser. Goes ahead and puts on a fat suit. Um and uh, they tell a story from that perspective uh, on woman talking. So this is basically the movie of a uh, group of women from a religious society in the middle of nowhere who have to decide whether to stay or leave due to domestic violence. 
And then you have Tar, which is a actually was not in a film festival. We actually kind of just snuck off at, to an Alamo draft house and saw it. Uh, Tar is a Kate Blanchett movie that recently came out, and it's uh, basically uh, breaks down the story of a orchestra conductor, and you know it just spiral. It's it's a drama thriller, so it spirals in a certain direction without giving too much away. Um, so. Obviously, we chose really happy, hyper, happy-go-lucky movies to check out. You know, yeah. honestly, like that was one of the things about the Austin Film Festival is that we kept wanting to walk in and every day we're like, okay, so this time we're going to go and we're going to catch something lighthearted. You know, we're going to we're gonna <laughs> find some like indie new comedy, you know, and every single venue that we walked into, we just kept getting more and more depressed and we're like, bro, why are we picking these movies? movies i mean i feel like festivals are kind of known for just having depressing deep no, movies but they also have like really indie weird movies that don't make any sense you know i feel like they but are I they fun like, yes. they can be weird but are they fun yes yes they can and there was some actually there was a, a movie that's uh, gonna come out soon called tam and kate that was supposed to be like the famous comedy of like of the of the whole ordeal mm-hmm. and um uh, we ended up uh, not watching it and opting in for the well instead, and big mistake with that one. So basically, um, the well, tar, and on woman talking. Personally, for me, and you know me, I love me a good drama, mm-hmm. but all of these were like two and a half stars and below out of five. Really? Yes. Um, and for different reasons, I'm like y'all can go ahead, y'all can watch it for yourself. Now, I will say that as far as Oscar buzz, if y'all give a shit about that, um, they do say that Brendan Fraser and Kate Blanchett, uh, due to their performances in, and obviously the whale with him, like uh, putting on that four hundred pound like fat suit, and Kate Blanchett with uh, with her performance as the orchestra conductor, uh, they're gonna be like a shoe win right. to win like best actor or actress. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I, I mean, the whale. I guess I tried to have some sort of message, but to me, it felt really emotionally abusive or emotionally exploitive. And I'm not going to tell you a lot about it, but basically what I will say that they did very well is that they essentially used one. It was a one shot take the entire one camera panning the entire time that they were in one room. So the whole story stays inside this one man's house. Um, and I thought that was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the score, the score to both of these movies were fr- were freaking wonderful. Like I have so much to say as far as how beautiful the camera work was, how beautiful the score was, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at the end of the day, was the story any good? With Tar, Tar is the one where I am the weirdo in my friend group. I'm telling you, Nick, the f- the friend that I went with uh, to Austin Film Festival with, he loved it. Uh, Horace, my other friend from work, loved it. And then like everybody is telling me that I'm freaking crazy for not connecting the dots and not getting it. And I think like Kate Blanchett really committed to the role. I thought that she was really, uh, she was really great in it. But I feel like the way that they wrote the story was just. I don't know, maybe maybe my mind is too innocent to try to connect the dots to, like, where they finally led up to the big reveal of 
this is this person and this is what she's done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, are we sure? Like, are those like the breadcrumbs that I was supposed to follow? Like, I don't, it just, it was, a, it didn't punch me in the gut when they finally kind of like slowly unwrapped what kind of person she really was. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I would say, go ahead and skip those. Um, if you can, like, I mean, don't let the Oscar buzz fool you. I would go ahead and skip those and watch something more lighthearted. That is my good looking out. Take it or leave it. <laughs> so how many, how many did you watch in total? Um, I think that we watched, honestly, like we did a good mix of like panels. Like, so we did, I, in fact, I enjoyed the panels even more cause we got to what, like, um, we got to listen to like the writers of the superstore like talk and stuff like that on like comedy and rom-coms and different things like that and Mm -hmm. like um lifetime like movie like uh movie writers um but i would say we saw maybe five movies in total Total. over the course of the weekend and we did a lot of panels and i thought i thought it was definitely worth it um but yeah yeah, for sure. It was fun. It was fun overall, but yeah, strong opinions on those for sure. Skip them. So the so pretty much all the movies you saw, you didn't really like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm. But I but at least now I know. You know, I have very very strong opinions on all of them. Uh, oh no, uh, the nanny was pretty good. Uh, I will say that. I don't know which one's that one. Uh, nanny. Let's see. It is from. I can't remember. What the F? It sounds familiar, but I can't really put my finger on it. Like, what? It, what is it exactly? It's a it's a horror thriller, and it is uh, by the director uh, Nikiatu Jusu, and she was actually there for the Q and A. And it's actually a um, um, basically it's a horror thriller about an African woman who takes a job as a nanny, mm. and you know, like creepy shit ensues but it is one of the most beautiful like cinematography like that i've ever seen it's very Mm moonlight-esque um and honestly i thought it was the most enjoyable watch out of all of them so maybe that should be my good looking out if you have to decide between all four of these movies like just go watch a nanny or go watch something lighthearted. okay okay Uh, that's good to know yeah just avoid the movie she mentioned and watch the nanny yeah there you go (laughs) yeah what it is um so for me my good looking out is actually uh, just recommending an artist that I really like. Uh, your old Droog. Um, you, you've heard him, right? Your old Droog. It's, uh, it's Russian for your old friend. That's, that's his rap name. Um, he's released like a, like a pretty good stint of like recent albums that I really like. Uh, one was called uh, Yod Stewart, or play on words of Rod Stewart. Uh, the Yod Father, obviously, the, like Godfather. And there was one more. That he that he dropped that I really liked. Can you look him up right quick? It's like your old Drew. What's that? I'm trying to remember that that one album he dropped like in the middle. Uh, uh, what were they called? Oh, I think Yachty Dangerfield. I think I think it's called like Are after. Look, oh, have me look up the albums. Yeah. like in order. No, it's like I'm just trying, yeah yeah okay yeah Yanni Dangerfield that's what mm-hmm. it is yeah Plan- so you're uh you're looking at is the artist overall yeah yeah you know just check him out like he okay. was. He, he got really popular in the very beginning because, I don't know if you know this, so there was a time in like 2012, 2013 that people thought Nas, uh, it's really weird. So people thought Nas was releasing music under a different alias. Mm. They thought he was releasing secret albums under a different alias. And people were really liking the songs and the albums. 
but it turned out it wasn't. Like people would ask Nas in an interview, like, "Hey, so there's this thing going about a thing going out about a secret album by you," and Nas would be like offended, like, "Like, what are you talking about secret album? When I put stuff out, I'm gonna make it public, you know? Like, there's no need for me to be secret about it." But it turned out that it wasn't Nas. There wasn't no secret album. It was actually your old Drew because his voice very much sounds like Nas. Mm. Like, I mean, you hear it now and you're like. Okay, I can see why people think this is Nas, but you can still... He has his own cadence and style, right? Uh, and that's how his... And it kind of sucks, because that was kind of his claim to fame. It wasn't based off his rapping. It was kind of based off of, like this misunderstanding of, like, people think that he was, like, this high-profile superstar. Rapper. Yeah. He was his, like, own underground yeah. self. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it's, but it kind of worked out because he kind of, like, took advantage of it. And since then, you know, he's kind of come into his own, uh, making great albums along with, like, great collabs with, like, uh, the God Fahim and like Mac Homie and stuff like that. So yeah, I just want to shout out um your old Drew. You know, um, what's the album that you recommend that they listen to first? Um, Lucy's really good, and Time. Time is really good. Okay. Yeah, Time is really good. And then like I said, like his most recent stint, like he's been going on a tirade. Like I said, Yacht Stewart, um, the. Uh, Yadney yeah, Dangerfield. Yeah, I did see his discography. Yeah. It was really kind of extensive. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, he dropped like he dropped like three stuff today, like three, mm-hmm. four. Like he even dropped a collab, like Wolf on Wall Street Part Two with uh the Gafahim. Dropped this early this year. Like he's been going on crazy when it comes to like releases. So, definitely should check it out. You know, shout out the whole Brooklyn. You know, shout out you know the Ukraine. <laughs> I think that's where he was born originally. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Just check out his music when you can. All right. Yeah, and that's it. So. This wraps up this episode of In Living Spanglish, ILS. Um, I do want to leave with that. This is actually our last episode for the season. Wah, wah, wah. Episode 11, yes. But fear not, we will be back soon. Don't want to put a date on it, but we will be back. Okay, so. Why are you so lame? What? Nothing, continue. What? You love the lameness. Um. Uh, just appreciate everybody who who continues to listen, everybody who watches the the videos. Uh, yeah, reaches no, out, reach, yeah, reaches out to us. Just gives us uh, uh, comments. Um, just when they DM us, yeah. Encouragement, love, light, all of that. Yeah. You know, like we take it in. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Back yeah, to you. the smallest yeah. little notion of appreciation it goes a mile away. Um, in regards I'm still to like in awe sometimes like that. People just come up to us like, "Hey, I really like your show." I'm like. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, none of it goes unnoticed. Yeah, so, it really doesn't. Thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody. Uh, so we are ILS Mexican Natsu. Pero fuerte. And we are out. Peace.